0: This is the official Capture Podcast, proudly a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. What's going on, Caps fans? It's me, the Hockey Troll, and I am here in studio with that snack poly cupcakes.
1: Hey, good to be back. Uh yeah,
0: it's it's nice to see your face in person. <laughs> it's probably, you're the only one that would ever say that, to be completely honest. So,
1: I'm all that matters.
0: That's true. It's true, Polly. You are. Um, Caps fans, got to tell you about our sponsors, DraftKings Sportsbook. It's not quite time for the madness that is college football in March, but that doesn't mean the fun has to wait. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is giving all new players the chance to cash $100. New customers can bet $1 on any team to hit a three-pointer in any basketball game this week. And if your team makes makes it rain, you cash $100. That's right. All it takes for one three-pointer being hit for your chosen team $1 equals $100. Sounds like a no-brainer, because it is. This slam dunk of an offer won't be around forever, so head to the App Store now, download DraftKings Sportsbook app, and get in on all of the action. If basketball isn't for you because you know you like real sports like hockey, DraftKings Sportsbook has daily odds on hockey, soccer, and so much more. DraftKings has paid out over $7 billion to its customers since 2012, so they know a thing or two about big paydays. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN to get your shot to turn $1 into $100 when you bet on any team to hit a three-pointer in any basketball game this week. That's promo code THPN for new customers to get a shot at 100-to-1 odds on any basketball team to hit a three-point shot. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Do it. Thank us later. Remember, this DraftKings Sportsbook app. Code THPN. Reap the benefits. Do it. Thank us later.
1: Thank us later. Um, you know, I was going to correct you because you said college football at the beginning.
2: Did I say college football?
1: You did. But technically, you're yeah. not wrong right. because FCS, formerly known as Division One AA, They're playing spring football because of COVID. They had delayed... So, a whole second set of college football just started this past weekend. So, in March, you will actually have college football and college basketball.
0: That's awesome, I guess. Yeah. Wait, so they did a second... There's like season... Second, like, season... What are they saying? That's 2021 Part 2?
1: Well, so it's... It's the... um, it's the division between Division One, Division Two. So, like North uh, Dakota State, um, a lot of teams that are in college hockey are D one AA FCS. Um, so, this is techni or typically the teams that college one, Division One teams use as their cupcake. Okay. So they didn't play in the fall, so their season is now.
0: Ah. Interesting. Yeah.
1: So, there's going to be a lot of college sports on, but check out the app and win money on basketball.
0: All right. Well, I think we can drink to that. Yeah. One, two, three. All right, Caps fans. Well, if you're watching the live stream, uh, we had a matinee game today, which we'll go over for sure. Uh, Started out bad, ended good. Um you know, not a not a terrible week for the Caps. I think that we're slowly but surely turning the ship around. But before we dive into that, which we will in our Washington wraparound, uh, we've got some brief league news and a little bit of happenings in the hockey podcast network world. We did a live stream with Elijah from the Stick and Rink podcast. Uh, those poor slobs have to cover the Vancouver Canucks, so you know, yeah. my heart goes out to them, sort of. Um, and we, uh, we did a DraftKings, um, like private, I guess, lobby, like a, a, a inner, inner, uh, squad scrimmage, if you will. It was a $10 buy in. Um, Polly, how did you end in that? What, like ninth?
1: Ninth out of ten.
0: No. <laughs> you weren't last. Yeah. You weren't last. So that's a positive. I think that's a win. Um, I on the other hand, and I don't know how to find that, um I did not finish in the money, that's for sure. Recents. Oh recents is at it at the bottom, oh.
1: I think there's a tab.
0: Okay. Um I have no idea what you're talking about. But at the
1: bottom. Like, isn't there a recent next to the home button?
0: No, oh, oh yeah, there is. Nice. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So um yeah, 6th out of 10th, which I would like to note is one better than Elijah, the host of this, so uh, pretty pretty happy about that. That's really all I wanted to set out to do is to beat him, so mission always, accomplished.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's always good to beat the guy on his home turf, I guess, so.
0: Yeah, this was totally his idea, too, so. Uh. <laughs> yeah, it's
1: kind of like uh, the Sochi Olympics, like, we didn't get any medals, but at least we beat Russia in Sochi.
0: Fair. Yeah. Played a bit of a spoiler there, for sure. Yeah. I guess. (laughs) Uh, Anyways, so, I mean, Caps fans, if if you're interested in checking that out, it's going to be on the Hockey Podcast Network social media. It's great. It's awesome. Check it out. Uh, What did
1: we do? There were three live streams.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so it was like an all day all all evening thing, that's for sure. And we checked in even as the Lake Tahoe game was being played in pitch black darkness. Um so it was it was a good time. It was a good time. I had lots of fun uh with those guys as as I generally do. A lot of the hosts joined in and um you know some people want some money. It was cool. Yeah. Um, I was
1: I was on the first one. Right. And we were both on the second one, but there were technical difficulties, so I sat there in silence. <laughs> and then you were on the third one?
0: Yeah, just quickly, as it ended, just so I could get on and gloat and talk shit to Elijah.
1: Yeah, and uh, if anybody missed it, last Thursday, Troll was a guest on Slapshot Sweetheart's podcast.
0: Oh uh, yeah, yeah, their live stream. that was a good time.
1: Yeah, so I think you were on there for an hour, two hours, so...
0: I was, like, on there, like, for an hour. It was weird because, I mean, well, they had a lot of, like, talking back and forth, and I didn't know when to leave, like, if I should just leave. I don't know. It was it was uh, I was uh thrown into the fray, which was cool. Uh, I don't mind that at all. It's just I didn't know when to leave. So they were probably like, fuck that hockey troll guy. <laughs> Stayed on forever. We were trying to get him off, and uh, he just wouldn't leave. He's a lingerer. I guess yeah. so. I was definitely lingering. Um, well, but- if you
1: like seeing us on other stuff then check out slapshot sweethearts stickin rink.
0: Well, no, actually the Stickin Rink boys actually put that on the uh the hockey podcast network socials, so I think and it was on, on both. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Check them out then if you want. Yeah. Stickin Rink.
1: It should all be on Twitter, YouTube probably.
0: Yep. You know, google it, whatever. Yeah. Whatever whatever you got to do, just just check it out. It was, it was a good time. So We're on shout google. out Shout out to Slap Slapshot Sweethearts and um, you know, Elijah for taking the L there.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, But speaking of the Lake Tahoe game, uh, you know, it was legit for about a period. And then did you see some of the ruts that were on the ice?
1: Yeah. So I didn't tune in for the second and third. I went to bed. Okay. Um, but I did watch the first period. It was very picturesque. It did look nice. Right. Uh, I think – with all that snow and stuff, the avalanche uniforms looked even better. I liked Vegas. I thought I thought both uniforms looked very good in the setting. But yeah, the ice was garbage. It was it was like places were turning into slush.
0: Yeah, and just huge divots. I mean people were biffing it all over the ice and you know, when you're playing at that speed, you definitely want to be safe. Uh, there was a lot of I think a lot of unwarranted uh backlash about it because people were like why did they even you know let this happen uh at all and and why did they do it knowing that they were going to postpone it after the first period and paulie to your point that's exactly why because they wanted to get those instagram worthy uh yeah. f- shots in because at night like it was cool looking don't get me wrong like awesome as a hockey fantasy but you could not see anything that literally literally the, the it could have been you could have told me that this game was pl- taking place in the deserts of Qatar and I would have been like, "Oh, that seems legit." <laughs> I would not have known either way. I mean, it could could have been done in downtown Pittsburgh if, if for, for all we know. Uh, or Wheeling in that case. Yeah. Um in any but you know, uh the Avs ended up pulling one out. McKinnon's goal uh put him ahead with uh and Alec Martinez too scored, I think. So it was a good time. I mean, it was a solid uh solid game. And Petrangelo is mic'd up for that whole thing. Did you see the, I'm sure they've been pl- replaying it forever. McKinnon gets the puck and just starts like wheeling. And uh, Petrangelo is just like, Oh boy. And he, comes, <laughs> he gets, he gets skated down on and just uh, far side snipe for McKinnon. I mean, he even said McKinnon said he didn't even like aim. He just tried to get speed to shoot through the triangle. And he did exactly that. And, and it just happened to go like perfectly into the far side corner. You know,
1: corner. I have, I have heard both ways. I have heard that you should pick your spot aim, you know, cause if you're aiming for a spot, that's where it's going to go generally. Right. But then I don't, I don't know if it was like on one of the NHL video games or I heard it on a video or something, but I heard some Big time hockey personalities say one time, the best scorers just shoot. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's, I, I can tell you this, a lot of times when I'm shooting, and I know I'm nowhere near elite, but a lot of times I'm just trying to make sure it goes on net. Right. You. Know, you, you normally don't have time to pick a spot. Sure. But I guess it is just mind blowing when he can do something so beautiful and it's literally just because he's that good that he can get lucky.
0: Yeah, it's just pure muscle memory at that point. Um, the the big thing for me is that if I'm in a certain area of the ice, I'm like, okay, the shot should probably go here. And I try to place it like there. Um, sometimes it goes completely over the net. Um, other times it goes right into the goalie's chest. Never goes in.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that is true.
0: yeah um be honest like because i think it's funny if if anybody would just like saw me skating around like ripping some pucks they would be like oh man that guy's got a pretty good shot and i i I think i can put some i can hammer the puck pretty good um definitely uh definitely no no not the most accurate though which is i think i don't know I, i think it's i'm just not a finisher man
1: yeah i was gonna say i wouldn't say you have a good shot (laughs) <laughs> um, I would say you have a hard shot.
0: Okay, fair enough. Well, whatever.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. So, uh I think Lake Tahoe was a pretty cool idea. And I think especially with the COVID situation with you can't have fans anyway, so why do an open stadium? Right. You know, so I think that was cool and I I I hope the players enjoyed the fact that, like, I mean, they're not playing with fans anyway. Like, hopefully to them, it just felt like pure hockey because sure. that's all it was. There were no, I mean, yeah, they did dress it up and stuff, but it didn't have all the bells and whistles that, like, a normal outdoor game would have. Like, they didn't have as many big, like, presentations and stuff. They didn't have an intermission show with a musician. They didn't have CeeLo Green singing the national anthem, you know? Like, <laughs> true. they were just, just there true. playing hockey. <laughs> like that probably was fun. It probably felt like a bit of a throwback.
0: Right. And and that's where you know uh I haven't tuned into the the 7 p.m. game yet, but I'm sure it looks pretty good. It's probably somewhat light in the beginning but fading into darkness. You know, I uh I'm sure for the players it's just an awesome time. I don't I don't think you can refute that, but uh and and I'm glad that they did it for sure. So yeah. And the reason, if you didn't know, folks, the reason that they had to cancel or postpone the game was because it was uh, this. It wasn't the temperature; it was actually the sun, the sunlight. So, the, just the radiant heat from the sun hitting the ice had melted it and caused a bunch of divots and whatnot. So, yeah, or it, poor ice conditions. If it was you
1: will. like thirty nine degrees, and I liken it to the same situation. You know, we're living; in we've had quite the snowy winter, and yeah, you know. If you leave snow on your sidewalk and you let people walk on it, it packs it down, it sticks around. But even if it's like 10 degrees and you shovel at least that top layer, the sun will melt the ice. Oh, yeah. So the temperature doesn't matter as much if the sun is beaten down. Right. So I think that just goes to show how true that is. The temperature was fine, but the ice wasn't.
0: Yeah, and uh, that's your that's your science lesson from Cap's chirp here. So, yeah. that's that's proven science. That is that is uh, experimental science for sure. So,
1: yeah, and you know to to go further on outdoor games, you know, you and I went with a couple of our buddies, Graham Kelda, shout out. Um, we went <laughs> and it was a couple of years ago when Chicago and Boston played the Winter Classic at Notre Dame. Yes, the following weekend. Notre Dame played Michigan, and we went to that game. And they even, a day before the game, they pushed back the start time because they were worried about the ice conditions and the glare from the sun. Yeah,
0: and it was cold. You know, it's Indiana winter.
1: Yeah. Well, it was kind of warm that day, but we also, we dressed for like 10 degree weather and it was 35. Right. I mean, so... The sun definitely affects the ice, even if it's
0: cold. No doubt. No doubt. Absolutely. Well, if you're watching now, the game, uh, we hope it's a good one. Uh, and I hope for my fantasy team that the Bruins lose, but Marchand scores some goals. So, yeah.
1: Last I saw, it was 2-2, two to two, end of the
0: first. Okay, cool. Um. Well, moving on. Dude, so we got to talk about something here. Matthews has 18 goals in 19 games, and McDavid has 37 points in 20 games. The Northern Division, or the North Division, which I the, the the sponsorship name eludes me here, so no free ads. But uh, it's <laughs> a fucking circus. It's an absolute gong show. What the fuck is going on up there, man?
1: Yeah, uh, I wish... Ovechkin. I wish the Capitals were up there this year because yeah. instead of six goals, he'd probably have at least fifteen. Like, yeah, Canada is showing this year how non-competitive their professional teams are.
0: <laughs> um, right. It's just there's zero defense being played. It's it's basically pickup hockey. Um, and some people have said, "Well, it's the best division, actually." And I think that that's just like homerisms.
1: It is. I I don't think. If the teams were the best, you wouldn't have the most outstanding individual statistics.
0: Right. I would agree. Uh, You know, I mean, for instance, take a look at uh, the depth scoring on the Caps. We're getting scoring from up and down the lineup. You know, fourth line, third line, guys are pitching in. And I think that's kind of the, the case around the whole Eastern Division, whereas, you know, Talk about lopsided and top-heavy for the yeah. for the Canadian team. So, I would have to agree. It's just, um, I mean, not to completely detract from these guys' two seasons. They, though they are special. Oh, I mean, yeah, they,
1: what they're doing is amazing.
0: Yeah, they're tearing it up. But it's just like, I wonder what they do against uh, teams that could play defense.
1: Yeah, if they were in their respective Atlantic and Central Divisions. Right. They would or is Edmonton Central or Pacific? I either way. Yeah. If they were in their normal divisions, I'd say take like fifteen percent off of what they've done.
0: Okay. I think that's fair. You know, it's only like a couple goals and, and maybe like four or five points.
1: And, you know, speaking of McDavid, so when we were doing our DraftKings yesterday, you yeah. know, the way it works is you have a certain amount of money and each player's worth a certain amount of money and you have to stay under budget. Right with your team. Well, McDavid was a little more expensive than Drysaitel, so I thought, you know, they're almost, they almost have the same amount of points every game, right? So I was like, I'll take the cheaper option with Sidle.
0: Oh, imagine that! I start taking the cheaper option yeah. here.
1: Well, I watched <laughs> the first period of the Battle of Alberta. Right, Edmonton goes up two nothing. McDavid assisted them both. Dry side will nowhere to be found. I was like, "You've <laughs> got to be kidding me!"
0: Like, yeah. And then McDavid goes off on like a nat- natural Hattie. So you're just like, "Wow, I've made a terrible mistake."
1: Yeah, I could have finished in like seventh instead of ninth. Maybe <laughs> yeah. I could have beat Elijah.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean that I I encourage that every day of the every day of the week. So and for sure.
1: As we're going over this, a thought came to me that's kind of shitty. Yeah. One of these Canadian teams is guaranteed a conference final appearance. Yeah. Because four teams from each conference, each division make the playoffs. Right. And then once those two once those two playoff matchups are done, you're in the third round of the playoffs. Right. So, no matter what, that division is guaranteed someone a conference final appearance. Yeah,
0: and as a, as caps fans, that's just a, a big kick in the nuts I yeah. feel. Um and you know what? Who knows though? Like the Oilers could get hot, I mean, could continue to be hot or the the Leafs and make it to a cup fi- fuck around and make it to a cup final, right?
1: Yeah, and you know it actually could work out to the benefit of the Caps. Say the Caps make it into the third round. They're redoing the playoffs, so once the four teams make it to the conference finals, yeah. then it's based on your regular season seeding. So the Caps could get lucky and play one of these Canadian teams. Oh. So I'd no. much rather play, say, the Oilers than, like, the Stars to get to the Cup.
0: Fair. Yeah. I, You know what, man? I can't wait to watch this unfold, whoever makes it, because I think having – I mean, there's – yeah, there's going to be a short season, so there's going to be a lot of tape, but you're not going to be able to actually play any of these teams.
1: Yeah, I think the playoffs are going to be, like, a frontier.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, exciting, interesting stuff. Uh, you know, obviously happy to just have hockey, but this is a little, you know, got to gotta look positively on this, right?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Even though we just got done shitting all over the Canadian <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> division. <laughs> um. Last piece of, I guess, important league news. Um, some flightless shitbird got and played his 1,000th game, um, watched the tribute video, hated it. Did um, you watch Ovi's video? I did not, but I guess he, like, what What was that about? I haven't seen it either, but he was
1: congratulating Crosby.
0: That's classy. Good for yeah, him. Yeah,
1: I mean, they've definitely got, they've got a, a much more congenial relationship. Is that the right word?
0: Uh, than I don't know. Than the media that word.
1: plays. <laughs> what? Con, I don't. I, I think congenial is like they're like agreeable. friendly. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. So I think they get along a lot better than the rivalry is portrayed.
0: And see, I think there's that mutual respect there off the ice, but once yeah play starts, man, yeah, yeah, I, I think. I think enemies are enemies, and the rivalry just goes
1: well. Definitely, but it's not like they hate each other off the ice. I mean, they've been playing sure. hockey together for twenty years. If you go back to World Juniors,
0: right, right, right. Yes, and um, you know, there's always that person that says on on the Twitter battles that I get into. Uh, you know, um, like you 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 got to have somebody to push you. You got to have a rivalry. Every great player has a rival, right? Yeah. So. I guess they're right. Um Yeah.
1: Um, you know, and we didn't put it down in the outline, but since we're talking about a thousand games, uh Zayjak today for the Devils, uh shout out he played his one thousandth game today. He's only the second player from Ovechkin's 04 draft class to make it to a thousand games. Obviously Ovechkin is yeah.
0: first. I didn't I did not realize Zayak was such a old player.
1: Yeah, I'm kind of surprised. Maybe because he's like 35 years old, but I'm kind of surprised he didn't get the see. I mean, I guess that's news. the The Devils selected Hersher as their captain.
0: Oh yeah, that's right. Nico Hersher yeah, is is now the uh, is now the captain. Young guy, obviously driven. A lot of buzz around this kid. Had a good game today. Uh, realized his shortcomings, which is always good. And. Straight up improved him. I mean, they said in the off-season now, granted, this is a year-long plus off-season, right? Uh, Pumped up 12 pounds of muscle.
1: Yeah, that's impressive. Yeah. That's a lot of working out and peanut butter sandwiches.
0: Sure. Like, he's still, like, only, like, 180, I think. Yeah. But to – I think that's even a harder way – like – yeah. Being lighter and then packing on, you know, losing that fat and replacing it with muscle on a, on a lighter individual, a smaller frame person is harder than, you know, if you and I were to do it. Cause you know, we're probably like, you know, if we were to get to 200 pounds, we'd look pretty ripped.
1: Yeah. I, I absolutely, well, one, I think it's harder for a skinny person to put on muscle than it is for an overweight person to lose fat. Oh yeah. And the frame definitely is a part of it. And a lot of hockey players, they're little guys. Sure. So putting on muscle is, is pretty tough. So that's, that's very impressive. Uh, I'm sure he had like something to follow to the T in terms of workout and food. Oh yeah. And Um, diet.
0: I'm sure diet. He was probably eating like fish and chicken and, and like, very little fat, yeah. Um, probably a a decent amount of fat. I mean, he had to have been doing multiple workouts a day, but you know, there's a lot of a different, like, you know, with hockey players and, and I'm sure that, you know, I'm not any sort of physical trainer or um, physical specialist here, but to see like the you know, the, the type of exercise that they're going to have to do, he's probably doing like a lot of explosive, probably not a lot of, I mean, he's lifting weights. Don't get me wrong, but like not in the sense that like you and I would go in and like do Olympic lifts. Like I'm sure he did a lot of like squatting and, and, uh, cleans and things like that. Yeah. But other than that, I mean, you know, that's probably maybe in bench press probably a little bit, but I think a lot of it was probably more like I don't even know what you would call it but like lunges and and explosive.
1: He definitely wasn't doing like bicep curls.
0: Right. Like yeah. he wasn't in there just like getting a pump in uh via the, like the rock style. It was know? it was
1: probably explosion and power but not like typical gym rat. Like right. a very functional specified type of exercise yeah,
0: dynamic dynamic yeah. exercises i think is what they called that back when we were lifting in college but uh you know <laughs> yeah. but yeah like uh and and you know the sleds and and probably a ton of on ice workouts like you know props to him that's that's huge putting on double digits of muscle weight is and your life is tough so imagine doing that in a year I'm sure he feels, and his gameplay has reflected that. I mean, he's he's got swagger that you know, little Nico Heishir from last year probably didn't have.
1: Yeah, I think New Jersey. Uh, I mean, we'll get more into it when we get to the Washington wraparound, but I think as the Crosby Ovechkin days end, yeah, New Jersey and New York are coming back. It's going to be like the '90s.
0: Yeah, I mean, they're the very young team right now. Both of them are pretty young, a lot of promising talent, so it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, I'm going to probably rue the day, but who, I mean, when I when I see it, I, it'll be nice to see uh, New Jersey kind of come back. Uh, you know, the Rangers, I don't know, they can go pound salt, but yeah. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> you know, no offense Broadway boys, uh, Andy and, and James there, but um, speaking of which, why don't we talk a little bit about the Caps, uh, or a lot, and uh, after we come back from our break here. Sounds good
2: yeah it's gonna be really interesting like i like pinto and i I remember everyone like and this is the thing that i think sense fans need to start realizing we need to stop looking at the draft We really need to stop looking at a player being like, he was drafted way too early. You know who you can make an argument who was drafted way too late? Mark Stone. Sixth round pick (laughs) and now he's making $9.5 million. Pajot, drafted I think in the fifth round and making $5 Hoffman? Welcome to the Sense Hour podcast, your number one source for sense content. Part of the Hockey Podcast Network, hosted by Shane from Ottawa and...
1: And Derek from Muskoka almost dear leaf country out here. Um, but I think Clevin was, was right up there because they traded up to get him uh, with the Leafs. And again, they, they passed up some talented players for a guy like Clevin. But now Clevin's all of a sudden looking like a talented player himself. Like that goal that he scored um, in the third game in UND was outrageous. It was just not something you're expecting from the Twitter scouts, especially. <laughs>
2: Sins Hour Podcast, your number one stop for all your Senators content. New episodes coming at you every Monday and Thursday, part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Have a good one. Stay safe.
1: Take care.
0: All right. So, yeah, that's the Sins Hour Podcast. Solid guys there. Check them out if you're into the Senators or just want to, want to hear about that Canadian division that we were just shitting on. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and uh, Shane. In addition, I think he also does a Canadian, a CFL podcast.
0: Yeah, Shane's a content creator, man. He's a he's a he he's a madman.
1: Yeah. So check out you know the Sends Pod, and from there you can you can find Shane and get some good stuff.
0: No doubt, no doubt. Um, well, want to fire up this wraparound?
1: Yeah, it took us long enough.
0: All right. alright Caps fans first things first TJ Oshie in a Dunkin Donuts commercial you guys been catching that it's fucking sick
1: (laughs) yeah um is the goalie that's not anyone that's an actor right I
0: think so because okay so Oshie's Lions I think are like well you can pull the goalie in this game (laughs) yeah (laughs)
1: and uh I mean and that's see that's one of the cool things that come out of social media and stuff is like the whole reason Dunkin' Donuts grabbed him is because of Oshie and his donuts,
0: right? Oh, I—that's d- got to be the reason. It has to be, and I didn't even—I d- did not even register. It. Like You're what completely a perfect right. match,
1: yeah. To do that, you know, like pasta—they just grabbed him because he's hot. You know, <laughs> yeah. but like, there's like a direct connection with Oshi and his donuts.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. You're completely, you've got to be, you're, you're a hundred percent on, you've got to be hundred percent on there. Um, that's amazing. Uh, yeah. And you know, that was like the trade me a donut for a puck or something. Yeah. And, and then with, with his daughter and like, yeah. And I know Oshi's wife does like a ton of social media stuff. So
1: yeah, they're a fun family. Follow them on social. They're, they're real fun.
0: Yeah. Good-looking family there. Uh, pretty cool. and But anyways, yeah, I love, like, the, pop, the poster knock there. Like, <laughs> he's like, I'm help liter- me. Help yeah. me. Yeah. What does he say? Like, I'm literally so annoyed right now, guys. Like <laughs>
1: Yeah. Wait, they're like, yeah, he's where – no one ever gets that puck. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he, it's right. With bubble hockey, you'd always have to, like, tilt the table. Yeah. To get the puck out of the corner.
0: Right. R- Real ones know exactly that feeling, too. Mm-hmm. Um, talk about – I mean, you know what? Hey, Dunkin' Donuts – Great marketing job there. Love the work. Love the work. Very true to the hockey culture, too. You're not pandering, I wouldn't say. Too too bad. Uh, yeah, love it.
1: Duncan, uh, you know, I know everybody's all about Tim Hortons, but I'd say Duncan definitely rivals Tim Hortons. when it, I don't get much of their hot food, but when it comes to donuts and coffee, it's a toss up to me, either or.
0: Yeah, well, Duncan's edges them out because, you know, they're American.
1: True. And I think that's—I bet that just drives Tim Hortons crazy that Duncan got that sponsorship. Oh, I know, I know, yeah, yeah. Mm. But uh, you know, as a as a big dessert guy, going by my name, Polly Cupcakes, yeah, Dunkin' Donuts, absolutely Polly
0: approved. Uh, yeah, no doubt, donuts rule, and Duncan is 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 up there at the top echelons of dun- of donut chains. Uh, I'll give you that for sure. Well, before we
1: get into the breakdown, something I added. Yeah. Um this will be Tuesday. It is an on this date. Okay. So on December or on December. On February 23rd,
2: 2013,
1: mm-hmm. Ovechkin recorded a hat trick against the New Jersey Devils. I believe it was a 5 to 1 win. Um I'll probably tweet about it on the day. Uh just in honor of the fact that we played New Jersey today and uh, is anniversary coming up I haven't in, I haven't done it on this date in a while so just uh, look up some highlights of February 23rd 2013 and watch OVB
0: OV absolutely spoiler you know spoiler alert for the Twitter stuff so <clears throat> I'll look forward to that for sure Polly um but let's get into it uh, the 16th which was a Thursday, Tuesday, Tuesday. Okay. Tuesday. Um, we were in Pittsburgh. Uh, it smelled like shit. Uh, 7 PM start time. Thank you. Finally. We're, we're off the matinee. Uh, for now, for now. Right. Um, look, this was the best game. The caps have played this season bar none. Yeah. Uh, we pull out a three, one win here. Finally, back in the W column, which is great. Uh, first 60 minute effort this season and it was dominant. You, you, these are the type of games that you love to see but then you're left afterwards just kind of like scratching your head like why can't we do this every day.
1: Right? Exactly.
0: Um <clears throat> the caps took the only penalties in the first and they had to endure a 5 on 3 with uh some pretty good opportunities by the pins. I think that there is a Crosby post, uh a Latang post, a, a couple couple pins players hit some posts. Uh, but we end up limping out of the first uh, scoreless. So 0 0 tie game going into the second. Uh, it featured four Pittsburgh penalties. Now, somehow, it doesn't feel like it, but the Caps power play is operating at uh, top 10 at this point in history, a, a number one power play, uh, dominant, you know, pretty showing this season. So, <clears throat> whereas at the end of last season, um, we were falling flat a lot on the power play this season we've turned it around a little bit. I'm not sure I mean, I think we're holding the puck a little bit more, going crossing the o line blue line and then finally waiting a little bit to get back to the point, yeah, which uh is helpful but uh second period featured four Pittsburgh penalties and just utter domination by the caps shear and Verana buried some incredible passing plays uh caps held a lead. We did see a shorthanded breakaway from the Penguins, uh, which sucked, but it was a nice recovery by the D and a great save by uh, Vitek Vanacek. In the third, Lars Eller, aka Lynchpin to Stanley Cup, scored one minute into the third from nice feed from Panic. Um, dirtbag Penguins, they couldn't score, so Marino dove into Vitek and Shatterjaw Zach Aston Reese scored a cheap dirtbag trash goal. Uh, shouldn't have counted. Uh, but that fucked up the vtech Tech Vanatech shootout or shutout, which really sucks.
1: Well, you know, on that play,
0: <laughs> I mean, Schultz dumps him. I know.
1: I was gonna <laughs> say that was a dumb play by Schultz. I think, um, you know, I think Marino just wasn't ready for it, so it kind of, I mean, it, it pissed me off too. Right. But what made me most angry is I thought it was a very boneheaded play so far. The two most boneheaded plays we've made against the Penguins this season yeah. was Oshie's hit that earlier in the year that led to a power play that tied the game and sent him to overtime. Right, and, and injured Pedersen.
0: That injured Pedersen too. Yeah, yep.
1: yeah, and then Schultz doing this. Um, I, I really think he was very overzealous. Yeah, and, and he's the reason Vitek lost his shutout.
0: Yeah, I'll agree with you. I was, you know, obviously I was trolling there, but uh, you know that was not a skill play. That was just kind of an unfortunate event. Caps shooting themselves in the foot uh, play there. Yeah. Um, Solid effort. I mean, we dominated from the get go. We played well. We endured uh, the PKs. We endured the, the penguins trying to, you know, get into the middle. We said, no, not a lot of high danger uh, shot attempts from the penguins. You know, it was a perfect game. I mean, it was as close to a perfect game besides that last, you know, shutout breaker by Schultz that that we could have played, I think. Um,
1: Yeah, I agree. And, you know, when when you mentioned the power play, there are two things I thought of. One, uh, there are two teams, no matter how old they get, I get terrified every time they are on the power play, and that's Pittsburgh and Boston. Sure. Um, But in regards to our power play, I've already mentioned this before on the pod, and I've tweeted about it. I think I even said something to Carl Alsner about it. Mm. Um, the reason I think we're having success this year is we're not trying to force it to Ovi. Sure. And so it's almost isolated. It's turning it into a four-on-three almost. Yeah. Because everybody's focused on Ovi, and Ovi is more willing to pass it and other guys are shooting without, you know, I I think Ovi's on board and it's creating opportunities because it's not like force feeding Ovi.
0: And I agree. And speaking of Schultz here and not to, not to, uh, poo poo John Carlson, but man, Schultz has done a great job on the power play. I love that. He moves his feet up there at the top, Mm -hmm. uh, position. Now, there's not a lot of guys who have the confidence in the league to do that with authority that he does to to move shift shift the plane and then get a better shot like backpedaling on the blue line when you're the only guy back. He turns the puck over there. It's you know probably numbers the other way, either a a one on o or a two on 0 against the goalie.
1: I'm gonna make a bold take here.
0: Okay, Carlson is still better than Schultz. Yeah, all around, I'd say yeah. All around, but
1: Schultz is a better
0: power play quarterback. So, you might be right. I I wouldn't say no. I think that this season, probably. Yeah, at in the, least in the, in what the sample size that we have. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think Schultz has really bought in, and he's he's ready to prove himself. He's got a chip on his shoulder, right? People yeah. were saying he was going to get two million caps. gave him four for two years. Uh, You know, he's considered old, you know, all these things he's got, he's got naysayers to, to disprove. And I have noticed that at one point Carlson was, it was out there as long as Ovi on the power play. Mm -hmm. Right. Lately, I've been seeing him change first off the power play and get Schultz in there. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Uh, Especially because I've got some pride bets going on Schultz. I need him to score 35 points. Um, and him being out for like what several games really kind of shot that in the foot because at one point he was at like six points in four games or something like that. Yeah. So, uh, I agree. No, I agree. I think that, uh, I think Schultz should get a little bit more PP time, maybe even first PP. We'll see. Uh, I don't think you should tinker with something that's not completely broken yet, but I do like that. They're giving Schultz a little bit more time. Um, I will re- reiterate that the Penguins aren't a playoff team. We just continually play down to their level. I hate to see it. You know, the successful players against us are like Brandon Tanev, yeah, and like Rust. Uh, so,
1: well, you know the the Notre Dame product, Rust. He's he's pretty oh, good.
0: Fuck. Jesus Christ, <laughs> good God. Um, so, you know, we're looking at uh, at. At a pretty good, I don't know. It was a great showing, I think. Like I said, best best game the Caps have played this season. Uh, then we roll into Buffalo on the 18th. That's the Thursday game, 7 p.m. again. Um, that was on NBC, huh? Was that the national game?
1: No, M- NBC Sports, was oh, okay.
0: It? Or no, was it, I don't know. You have NBC here on the outline, Polly. No, local NBC. Oh, okay, NBC Sports, Washington. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Um, so you did the outline for this one. You want to walk through it?
1: Yeah. So, um, you know, coming off of that win, I thought that we had some momentum. I I, I feel like Buffalo, so their, their youth showed, you know, they, they came out and, uh, it looked like the first half of the period, they were really, they were full of piss of vinegar. Right. Um, but I think the, the caps weathered the storm. Yeah. And even though Buffalo came out hard, this was another good sixty-minute effort. Um, Definitely, yeah. yeah. And so once they weather the storm, you know, Backstrom he gets a, a goal in the first. It's always good to go into the second period, uh, going into first intermission, second period with the lead. You know, sets the tone for the rest of the game. Sure. Wilson, God, that shorthanded goal, ah, <laughs> so nice. Um, was it Jensen that was behind him and just like backed off? Doubt, j- yeah. Dowd,
0: yeah.
1: And so I think Wilson said, or someone said they heard him yell like, no, 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 no. Like he didn't, he didn't want it. Yeah. And I think just his presence threw off Buffalo's goalie because he had to respect the pass. Right. And then, you know, Wilson did a
0: nice dipsy do, just yeah. tapped
1: at home backhand. It was Forehand
0: backhand from the left side. I mean, yeah. ballsy move, man. Cause he had, t- he had room to go across. He was yeah. being backchecked. Uh, by a couple players, and I think Dow did a great job of saying no, and then slowing down, setting a bit of a pick for him, giving yeah. him a little bit more time for the move. Um, yeah, that was an awesome goal. Love to see it shorthanded, especially from Wilson. Um, but then we we scored what a third one.
1: Yeah, so you know we get get the third goal, uh, go up three nothing again. Schultz showing his worth. Three guys bringing in depth scoring. It was a goal by Shiri, uh, Schultz and Schiri, former Penguins, Penguins Twitter. We got a lot of it personally, yeah. shitting on the Caps for signing these guys. They keep proving their worth. Sure. Lars Eller, a.k.a. Linchpin Stanley Cup. Yes, sir. He was in on the assist. Um, you know, it's just that was a game that showed really what the Capitals could do. You know, Buffalo got a late goal, ruined Vtex shut out.
0: out, shut down again. I know, man. Like, would it be that fucking hard to just get VV a, a shutout here, please, boys? Just like one this year. He's deserved it for sure. Um, <clears throat> and speaking on the the Pittsburgh hate for taking, you know, their old players or whatever. I think that it's incredibly telling how much better the Penguin players play when they're with us. Uh, when it comes down to it, because, you know, like haggling, you know, <clears throat> Pittsburgh fans hate him because he couldn't score goals on the fourth line. Like, get it, get it, give me a break here. Uh, and yeah, I mean, he's not the best finisher, but he contributes in so many other ways. I mean, he PKs, yeah. he's just a, a great four checker, uh good playmaker, you know, a solid Swede there. Um shiri same thing they were like well he's he's not defensively good and he he doesn't score enough for me to like him like it's so telling how much better the players who come from pittsburgh like it in dc versus their old shitty team
1: we appreciate the babes yeah yeah
0: absolutely we appreciate our players over there in pittsburgh if you want to mistreat these
1: studs we will appreciate them and show them what true love is <laughs> and we have shown that with Niskanen, Orpig, Haglin, Sherry, and Schultz.
0: Yeah, and I feel like there's there's another one. Sprong. Yeah, he's an expen. Um, there's got to be one more, right? <laughs> ah, whatever. Basically, it's 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 so telling. Like you don't have to be in a locker room with Sidney Crosby anymore. That's probably a huge bonus. You know, everybody's having fun. People are way cooler here.
1: I think DC. that's what happens. Like, Sid is like, I'm tired of this guy, and that's why they get rid of him.
0: Yeah. He, like, he goes and complains to the staff. Like, I don't – this. he didn't –
1: He didn't follow my pregame routine.
0: Yeah. Get him out
2: of here.
1: (laughs) Uh. Oh, but, you know, I thought that that game was the perfect response to – like, you know, in in sports you worry about losing a game, coming down off an emotional high. Mm -hmm. Breaking a losing streak against Pittsburgh – Who's already beaten you three times? The fact that winning that game was such an emotional high, in Buffalo being Buffalo, it could have easily been a loss. So I think this was a, the kind of response that a mature, talented, winning
0: team makes. Sure, and you know what? Honestly, like not to not to be a complete downer here, but Buffalo is not a good team either. Um,
1: no, they're all. Jack Michael.
0: Right. I think they're the worst team in the division. And yeah. their standings points to that. Um, and it's sad, but at the same time, like that's a team we need to beat every time we should beat. you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm glad, I'm glad we're, we're, you know, getting those games out of the way. Now here's a team on the 20th that we played, which was Saturday. Uh, Due to reschedule, we were supposed to play
1: a different game.
0: Yeah, we were supposed to, it was supposed to be New York, the Rangers twice, I thought.
1: That's what it was. They yeah. but So they changed the time to a matinee.
0: For today's game. Well, well no. First,
1: the, the Ranger game was supposed to be in the evening. Oh, really? And it got changed to the, yeah, because they changed like eight capital games earlier okay. in the week. They did a big reschedule due to all the COVID stuff.
0: Right. And we won't even bore you with this because yeah. you can just check the NHL.com app and uh, see that, like the whole, like what all the changes were. But
1: but it wasn't supposed to be a matinee, if I remember correctly.
0: Or, yeah, no, I think it was. I think this one was. okay. But today's game was supposed to be an evening game against the Rangers. Turns out to be a day game against the Devils. Yeah. So, anyways, correct us if we're wrong, but. The the 20th, 12 30 p.m., New York Rangers in the pregame, Kuznetsov goes, I hate these early games. Yeah. yeah. Us too, Kuzi, and we can tell you do too. Um, you know, first period didn't hate the pace. Uh, not a lot happened. Caps early power play looked okay, not enough high danger shots. And then the the caps take two penalties, surprise, surprise there. Um And they score. The the Rags score on one. It's one nothing bad, guys. Even though the Caps seem to have a pretty noticeable advantage on five on five in the first period. I don't have any numbers to back that up, just kind of off the eye test. Uh, Second period, nice back and forth uh, with the Caps getting more chances early on. But man, the Rangers really just poured it on after the first five minutes. Caps get another power play, can't penetrate the middle. Dowd hits crossbar shorthanded on a beauty shot. But with about two minutes left in the period, Carlson and Shiri just completely fall asleep in front uh, for a Panarin to Lafreniere connection for a great goal, honestly. Uh, And then about 30 seconds later, Strom sends a long-distance wrister from the blue line in on Vanacek for a solid goal. So, two big goals there in the second off of defensive blown coverages. I mean, like, the, the Lafreniere one, man, holy shit. Uh... Carlson sees it way too late and Shiri is just lost puck watching. Yeah. Not even like sticks at the hip parallel to the ice like not even involved. Um you know, as a nice consolation though at the end of the second was Orlov's first point in the form of a goal with about a minute left. A uh, big individual effort by him. Bat wins a battle high on the boards and just drives net and shoots it shoots it like right through the goalie. Loved it.
1: When I saw that, that that was kind of like uh, a frustrated guy being like, "Let's fucking go!" Yeah,
0: right. Like,
1: come on, let's <laughs> right. get back into this game because, really, the whole game felt like that. It was like, "Why are we losing right now?"
0: Sure, uh, we poured it on. I mean, we I think we got some good shot attempts uh, from, but it was all from the outside. The Rangers did a really good job of shutting down the middle of this whole game. Nothing was getting through. Not passes. Not people. Um, anyways. Three one bad guys, but we've got hope there at the end. At the end, and then at the end of the second, then roll into the third. Caps came out strong, but ended up giving an empty netter. You know, I think that the third period they kind of got their heads out of their ass a little bit, uh, and things kind of started to shift in the Caps' favor, but not entirely. And uh, you know, give an empty, give up an empty netter on a six on four opportunity. The Caps were just not ready to play that that game and uh, it showed no sharp passing or consistently winning puck battles the rangers played a good game for sure you know kept us out of the middle like i said and they checked us every step of the way every time we had the puck every time a caps player had the puck he had no time and that's huge you know it's a good checking game um you know at least we give them ground the, the rangers to overtake the pittsburgh penguins in a playoff in a possible playoff spot I think the Rangers uh, could dark horse their way into the playoffs.
1: Yeah, I think the Rangers, they're a, very much a team of the future that can has the possibility to overachieve this season or next.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Um, you know, the takeaways for me up to this point in the week were, like you'd said, is getting less power play looks. Uh, Caps have a hard, this game had a hard time clearing the zone. Which is a worrying trend. Anytime you see a hockey team unable to clear the zones it's it's bad. Especially bad for the caps. It generally ends in a uh in a goal against. And man, we're bad when the goalie's pulled. Yeah. Previous last season we've got. We were up good.
1: a lot of empty goals.
0: Yeah. Like several in a game. In game you know, two yeah. in a game in some cases. Uh that's something that could be ironed out, don't get me wrong. But it's, it's just kind of a bad trend right now, uh, and yeah. who knows? You know, this is, it's, We are still somewhat early in the season. I think that there's definitely time to change, and, and that's just kind of a, a burn-the-tape game, but a worrying trend of what I just mentioned and that we can't beat New York, the Rangers.
1: Yeah, I mean, currently, based on their roster, I think it's at a point where those are the games we should be winning.
0: Sure. Yeah, and and again though, uh giving up points to let the penguins uh, kind of falter here, I don't mind, but uh I guess nightmare situation if we have to see the Rangers in the playoffs. Who knows what goes down there.
1: Yeah. I I find that a little scary. I think in in a 7-game series, they they could be tough.
0: I think that the Rangers match up against us best because, you know, the big indi- the big killer for us this game was uh, Shisterkin. Their goaltending is solid. The yes. Rangers goaltending, do, their goalies are young and good. I mean, Shisterkin was a KHL stud. I heard a stat on him. He didn't have, the whole time he played in the KHL, more than a, two goals against on average. He averaged a 1.93 like uh, goals against in the KHL for like three or four years.
1: And I think they said his save percentage stayed above 93.
0: Yeah. That's like, madness. Yeah. That's madness. That's crazy. So, and he showed it. He, I mean, he made some incredible saves nobody could get through. He was so dialed in. Um, and Georgiev is, was the goalie in that last game. So... They beat us then, too. Uh, Lots of season, six more matchups left, but let's hope the boys can get it together, huh?
1: Yeah, and you know, uh, just because I love doing this to you, I'm going to correct you. What? So, originally, we were supposed to play the Rangers Saturday-Sunday. Right. But the article talking about the game, it says the, the game at Capital One Arena has been pushed up to 1230. So it could have still been a matinee, but it may have been a three o'clock game. But the the Rangers game was not initially scheduled for noon.
0: Okay, okay, Paul. I feel good about yourself now. I think it was going to be two.
1: (laughs) I think it was going to be two seven p.m. games because it was the same teams, you know, in a back to back. But because for whatever reason, you know, they they wanted to. Because it was a new opponent, it was going to be seven p.m. But as we transition, it right. was another matinee game.
0: Yeah, and uh, you know, again, Sunday today, the twenty-first. Again, like like Paulie said, three p.m. game, and up to this point, we were winless in matinee games. So we have a three p.m. game uh, on NBA, on on national TV. You know what surprised me off the get go, and I didn't even notice it until like five minutes into the game. It was Anderson's in net, not Sammy.
1: Yeah, Sammy was re-signed to the taxi squad yesterday. Oh, um, prior to the Rangers game, I believe, and Cap's Twitter was
0: not happy. Cap's Twitter's dumb. Um, Twitter's dumb people
1: were very well you know i mean that's just that's where you get my that's where i get my opinions i don't sure, live around right. caps fans you know <laughs> but um i uh you know i i wasn't as pessimistic about him being in net and as we will find out it wasn't terrible
0: yeah and just to piggyback off that Sammy needs to earn something here
1: yeah he, he must, must not
0: have, be yeah, he did good. not have good games in his conditioning stint in hershey he biffed one hard and then had uh, eked out a win in the second and was only tested like 20 times. So he really needs to like get his shit together and, and just kill it and practice or whatever. On the other hand, Craig Anderson has been quietly grinding. Yeah. Just being that, been that guy, been there uh, in the, in the case that VTech gets pulled, which he was once. And uh, I think that Anderson deserved this start today. He did,
1: and it makes me wonder if Sammy was pulled up by management, and Laviolette was like, "No, no, 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 yeah, <laughs> like he's not ready for this. Like right. I'm not comfortable." So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I'm glad Anderson got to play.
0: Absolutely okay so I've
1: been rooting for him since day one if I know you do recall
0: and I have been I have been not a Craig Anderson fan but I'm being slowly won over and today was a really big uh a really big scale tipper if you will so in the first you know pretty good pretty good first period until Jensen got tossed around a couple of times and then uh went in a little too hard in the corner got a little high and, and got a penalty which resulted resulted in a power play goal um you know, I just, I was very angry in this, uh, <laughs> outline and I was just like ripping our power play, uh, <laughs> saying it's the same entry every time. Everybody knows it. And, you know, Ovi is never going to score again and how much I hate this team. Fast forward, second period, Jack Hughes scores early off a Dow turnover. That turnover was egregious. Like get the puck deep. Yeah. It, we had numbers, um, just a really bad turnover there. I, I, You know, I love Dowd, but you know, I think, and I think that he's probably knows this. He should have got it deep, should have put it on net, should have moved the puck, should have done literally anything but than what he did. Um, So that's unfortunate. Um, Though, still in the second, Oshie gets on the board with a nice PPG deflection. Uh, He's been he's been snake bitten so far. I think that you know it was nine games, he didn't have a goal. This is a guy who traditionally is at the top of the league in shooting percentage. So it's weird to see Oshie be getting the same amount of bulk goal shots, but or bulk shots, but not goals. I mean, the dude generally uh, scores at around a 20% clip. That's really good. And that's, I think, why he's been so successful, for one, and why the Caps management has, has signed him long-term. Um, yeah, I mean, he's he's a front-of-the-net warrior. Yeah. And he
1: seems to score traditionally – once every four games.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and big goals too, you know. Yeah. And he's on the power play. Yeah, so he's like a momentum goal guy. Sure, and he's a hard-working, you know, a hard-working grinding player with some really top-end hands. So mm-hmm. I, I'm i glad. To, I love it when he scores. He's Like I said, he's been snake-bitten. Monkey's off his back. Um, it's 2-1. So, you know, just when you want to pack it in, Caps come out on fire and pushed and pushed and really have just, you know, peppered Aaron Dell, whoever the hell that is. You know, Dell, he's what I think his last, he was good in San Jose. I think he was a backup. Uh, it's been a really good backup, honestly, throughout the league. So it was interesting to see him. It was funny to see him actually be, be like in the game today. Yeah. But, um, Caps came out on fire. They had a, they had a something to prove, um, and in the third, you know, J.C. finally finds Twine about halfway through the period. Again, that's another player who's had some bad puck luck, if you will, not being not shooting at their, at their scoring at the percentage that he's used to. And, uh, you know, it just kind of came out that way. Then, you know, speaking of Country Roads himself, Oshi scores again on the power play, and then Ovi on the power play. So, you know, I'm over here poo-pooing the power play. So bad. Think that, you know, all doom and gloom, and we get three power play goals.
1: That was a nice new look on the power play. No, I like. it, I yeah. didn't even realize that that was Ovi by the net.
0: Yeah. I He's don't think anybody did. No, that's and the point.
1: That was right off the face-off. Yeah. He didn't even go to the point and then tap in. Well, I mean, it was still a pretty difficult angle. But right. it was Ovi, so it's a tap in. Sure. But, um, yeah, man, I think... The third period, it was almost like we're like, okay, kids, we're done screwing around with you. <laughs> yeah. The big dogs are back. Right, right. Yeah.
0: Um, and then Goosev scores uh, six on five. But the Caps pull it out. Four to three win, right? Yeah. Uh, I, I got, you'd love to see it. I mean, finally, we're coming back from bad situations. And much to the Caps' credit, this was... This was the type of game, and I was telling you pre-show, this is the type of game that I would have been okay losing because it's the Devils. They're not challenging for a playoff spot yet, yeah. Uh, at least challenging us for one. And, you know, we just had bad... You could write this off as, like, some bad puck luck, right? You could say, like, ah, fuck, well, you know, we didn't... We just couldn't bury. Um, but we, we played the game well, we piled on shots, and we got chances and ran into a hot goalie. You know, that's unsustainable play for the Devils, um, but a very sustainable game for us to continue. So you keep trusting that process, and eventually, you know, you win Stanley Cups. But glad to see it, happy to see it. Uh, Caps go 3-1 and one for the week. And your prediction... So who wins here? I said 4-0, and oh, you said 3-0 in oh 1. So... Well price is right when you guess over you lose so price is right Are you, I'm you're, closer you're, here you're fucking you're talking about price is right bust when it when it comes here? to a game of, of Bob Barker over here yeah
1: when it comes to guessing games like this my line of thinking is anyone who guesses over is out yeah
0: but you guess seven points you're yeah. over too, dickhead well I'm looking at win totals <laughs> I guessed eight points, you guessed seven points, and we
1: got six. I guessed three victories. You guessed four victories. Oh, my God.
0: All right. Fine. Fuck. Fine. We'll give you this one this time. (laughs) Uh, God. Caps next week we got games Tuesday, Thursday, and then, hey, back-to-back Saturday and Sunday. All right? Two games, the 25th, Tuesday, and Thursday the – or I'm sorry, Tuesday the 23rd, Thursday the 25th. Both Versus Pittsburgh, 7 p.m. games during the week. That's that's nighttime for all you people who don't know how to tell time. I don't know why I'm explaining that. <laughs> um, those are at home against Pittsburgh. Then Saturday, we go to New Jersey and play a 1 p.m. and a 3 p.m. Yay. Back-to-back matinees, Saturday and Sunday, baby. Let's go. We're going 4-0 we 're going four0 we have no option but to go four0 three and one okay who do we lose to Polly
1: um smart guess would be Pittsburgh but I think we're gonna beat Pittsburgh twice and blow a game against New Jersey okay which one or do you not wanna well, are we all we don't get this in depth <laughs> all right all right fine well so, if, if we're gonna lose one it's gonna be the fourth game. Cause we're gonna beat the Pens, beat the Devils, and then be like, "Oh, look at what we've
0: been doing. We're not gonna lose this game." Okay, I've, I've, you've fallen into my trap. You've become, uh, you've become, uh, you've given way too much detail. So now I can have so many things to, to say you were wrong if they don't shake out in the exact way. So that's what exactly what I wanted. No, I
1: said three. Okay, I was looking at the wrong three part. and one. Yeah, yeah okay. I, I looked at the wrong part of the outline. I was okay. looking at three zero oh, and one from last week.
0: All right, Caps fans, that's it for us today. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for supporting us and, and everything else that you guys do and, and, and hitting us up on social media. We're really responsive, so, uh, you know, chirp at us some more. Love to hear it. Love to see it. Um, Paul, you got anything else?
1: Yeah, well, just shout out uh, a new member of the network, Everything College Hockey. Oh, yeah. Um. Man. And in honor of that, you know, obviously I was watching because I'm a fan. But if you want to see some awesome highlights, look up the highlights of this weekend on Saturday. It was Notre Dame and Wisconsin going into the third. It was 3-1. to Wisconsin was winning. They're number five in the nation. Yeah. And Notre Dame had a four-goal third period. They went to overtime, tied 5-5, and ended up going to shootout. Notre Dame one it, It'll be worth the three to five minute highlight video. Probably not. But, hey,
0: if you're into that. If you college like
1: college hockey, hockey <laughs> this weekend's Notre Dame-Wisconsin game, look it up. It's good stuff. And constantly be checking the Hockey Podcast Network's Twitter, our website, because we are always improving expanding adding awesome shows and you know we've added a couple so just we have a team or a podcast for each team and plus much much more so hockey podcast network or is it hockeypodnet.com
0: it's the hockeypodcastnetwork.com jesus christ paulie and i'm so used to like the twitter handle you know at hockeypodnet on twitter so check them out and until next week it's Hockey Troll, Polly Cupcakes, signing off. Hey, Caps fans. Thanks for tuning in to the official Caps Jerk podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL. Follow me, The Hockey Troll, at Hockey Trolling on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And follow me, Polly Cupcakes, at
1: Cupcake Polly on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok.
0: And follow the show's handle at Caps Chirp on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Special thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network at Hockey Podnet on social and thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. The Hockey Podcast Network, every team, everywhere. Check them out, or we're not friends anymore.